Everyone, Dave and Jeff, another podcast. Look at that third one of the week. So stop Holy complaining. cannoli! Look at that. Look at us go. Look at you go. Aren't we good? See, we delivered on our promise. You guys didn't think we were going to make it up to you. We absolutely made it up to you. We made up. It's been a good day, Dave. A lot of positive response to what we want to do with the Little League field. And uh, most importantly, who I heard from today was the Padres. That's cool. Yeah. I, I'm really excited the Padres stepped up. Well, yeah. I mean, let's just... I mean, um, stepped up and got in touch with you. That They knew what yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. And they, they want to know... They're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. And uh, and seeing what we'll ultimately need. What we'll need to do first is figure out where we're going. And, man, that that's going to be one of the challenges that I hadn't thought about. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, the first deal that we're doing on August 1st, and we'll get into that too, that's really where we need you to donate money. Yeah. And so many of you have been amazing on that. What we're going to do a little bit later is where you're going to donate time. And there will be efforts and Barkley and, and Brian Curry and Tyler and, and all the guys, Mark Nimitz, who's uh, joining the family. Everybody's in, and it's great. But I, I heard from a couple of you today regarding uh, right in this neighborhood, Dave, in Chula, in Chula Vista, yeah. um, a couple of it's fields. About 10 miles from here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but in Chula yeah. Vista. and But you find out that, you know, it, it's gang infested and there's needles and there's condoms everywhere. And my deal is, yeah, we want to bring a park back to life and that's good. But if the park's going to be filled with graffiti in a week, I, I feel like we all lose. Yeah. And so uh, ultimately we're going to have to kind of come together as a group and we'll figure out kind of, yeah, the park that needs it. And I'm not saying it's going to have to look like Camden Yards and five years but i'd like it to look halfway like it did when we leave in a month yes and if somebody if there's needles and drugs and gangs and everything else shit man that's a that's a that's a city problem that's not a dave and jeff podcast problem and uh but we'll, we'll figure it out and everybody uh so i just uh the pods i just all i did was i just make them aware of what we're doing yeah because they like to be kept in the loop there's a lot of things going on, and they have been incredibly supportive of us, and they like to be kept in the loop. They go, hey, when you're doing things, let us know. Yeah. And so I did, and within 15 minutes, they were like, okay, this is great. Yeah. This is great, and let's see what happens. So uh, they'll be involved at some level. I did not go with handout. I did not ask for anything because that I just feel like you can only do that so many times. But um, but they want to participate, and we're we're incredibly thrilled to have them at any level they want to be in it. You know, it's it's funny. I've been in this ballpark, the one you're talking about, the first one, and we will say the first one. We, less than 24 hours ago, we didn't even announce the it national, to you guys. Uh, national, national, national is what it is. And I heard that it's part of like an elementary school. I've it, never, I don't know that I've I, ever seen the park. I've uh, I've actually I've watched my two of my kids, I think, play in that park just because all stars kind of move around a little bit. Okay, and it comes out of nowhere. It's like a business district, then all of a sudden, boom! There, there's there's the little league. 
Okay. And at the same time, when you talk about what we want to do is, and, and, and I'll go back to there I'm in now. I'm in East Lake now. I moved into East Lake in December 2001. Mm-hmm. In the spring of 2002, they launched the ballpark over here that, that you've seen, you know, yeah, where yeah, they, yeah. they went to the Little League World Series and you saw all the kids that came from there. And I remember when we were moving in, I went by that ballpark all the time because mm-hmm. I was like, this is where my kids are going to play. There's an excitement. Yeah. I want the kids, wherever we're going to do this renovation and trying to help out, to go by and say, I can't wait to play on that field. Yeah. Or one either in the spring or one day or whatever else the goal is, but that means it has to be kept up. It can't be yeah. it's gonna be nice for thirty days and be dog shit by the time kids are signing up for Little League. Yeah, and I, I think what we may have to do, you know, I, I loved uh one of our guys asked us today, look, is are we doing this or are we donating the money? What's the plan? And I said, Well, I think we're doing it because the park got fucked up. And with all respect to the little leagues that do an amazing job, your park got wherever we're coming, your park got fucked up. And and I kind of look at it a little bit like uh, whether it's all staged or not. But when you see Bar Rescue or some of these other places and they go in and they they bring it back to life, I kind of figure some of you might might just need some help and we'll come bring it back to life. But just like Taffer wants you to maintain the bar, we'd like you to maintain the field. Yeah, it, we we do. Um, and um, and one a thing Taffer has is he has a lot of advertisers that throw in, you know, to fix of course. things up, which means it's going to, and no offense, but it's going to be tougher than a bar restaurant. Absolutely. And, uh, and we're aware of that. But um, what I've said to everybody today is, look, we don't know where we're going to do it, and we don't know how we're going to do it, but we will do it. And you guys will all help up. My man Billy, again. Who's already put thirteen hundred in? Listen today, said I've been a girls' softball coach for twenty years, and I will be there. Awesome. And whatever role you need me in, I am there, and we will do it. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's kind of what we've said as a group. Um, you know, if if fences need to be put up, if bleachers need to be painted, uh, our our buddy Jake. Yeah said I'm an electrician and my uncle's an electrician and he owes me favors and we're coming out. We're going to be part of it too. That's very cool. So we have an electrician on board. So, uh, yeah, I, a couple conversations today with friends and they're like, we well, just dig what you're doing. And I said, well, yeah, don't, don't just say what me and Dave are doing. We're just kind of the point guys because Dave, the one thing we have said over and over on this show is this is a community that reacts. We don't have enough people that act. And we are trying to change the momentum. But it's not just me and Dave, Brian Curry, Ryan Barkley, uh, Dan Tyler, a- Alan Taylor, Mark Nimitz, uh, Kyle, uh, our webmaster. We didn't even get into what Kyle's doing for the webpage. It's insane. It's going to be great. Um, but it's all of you, too. Yeah. It's Pete and Point Loma. It's Billy. It's Sean Walchef. It's, you know, everybody else. You, You're all... Becoming what we've needed, and that is people that act, not not react. And it's kind of fun to be a part of it, I feel like. No, absolutely. Very, very, very exciting. So, it's again, we have a lot of things going on. It, you said this uh, a couple of days ago. I think you've, you've mentioned this before, and we've, we've said it too, is 20 years of doing this show together. San Diego has always stepped up. It's always interesting that the city, when, when people need something, they step up like no other city yeah. I've ever seen. Always. 
you know, the sports part's frustrating because of sports fans, and most of you know us as sports people, that, that part is frustrating. The no championships, teams leaving, this and that. That's that's the depressing part. We all know it's the greatest place to live. Yep. The fact that we've been here 20 years on the air is something I never thought of when I moved to San Diego, that yeah, I'd be part right. of this community, that you'd be part of this community. How well people have received us has been absolutely fantastic, and the way they, they treat us and our families couldn't, couldn't be any better. But I'm always I'm always amazed that here's a major city to me, the greatest city yeah, in the world. And without question. The fact that people like the Padres pay attention, that Nick Canepa yeah. pays attention, that yep. Bill Center pays attention, Ted Leitner, that these guys that have big voices try and help out all the time and try and get behind whatever we're doing, that the audience has been very receptive to say, I want to be part of something also to make a yeah. difference. Yeah. And we're going to go out. We're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to go out. We're going to do it. We're going to find a Little League field. That needs our help, and uh, and we'll put it together, and we'll do some wiring, and we'll do some other things like that, and yeah, it'll be really cool. So, if if you know one, and I'll go out and check out Rolando. I want to go check Rolando. Yeah. I'll, I'll go look at Rolando, and I don't even know if they play at Cardiff Elementary uh, or Cardiff Little League anymore. That was a great little park. And I don't know if that got swallowed up by Encinitas Little League or, or where that stands. But uh, but I'll go check out Cardiff and, and Point Loma, Mission Bay, wherever you can go. I mean, don't be distracted or discouraged by what we said last night. Just uh, send some pictures over. You know, it's crazy. A couple of summers ago, I was back in uh, I was back in Nashville, Tennessee, and I went back to my Little League. I wanted to see, Yeah, first fun, of all, huh? It, well, no, I'll tell you, it was a nightmare. So I go back because you have all the memories. I mean, you, everything yeah. you say about your little league days are the same my days. Or you, you get done, you go get in line with your team, and you get a coke, right? Yep. You get you know ice in it, and they give you something else, and boom, your hot dog or whatever, and, and you just start hanging out with your friends, and then you're you're gone, and then you go yeah. for the next time, and it's just part of growing up as a kid. And I always say that's how wins and losses aren't aren't as important as people think when it comes to little league. It's the childhood memories you're going to get when it's all said and done. The parents freak out, the kids forget about it in two minutes, and just want to hang out with their friends. Yeah. So I go back and I was telling my kids were in the car, my wife's in the car, and I said, I know you none of you care, but I said, This is a big part of my life and why I love baseball. Yeah. Why well, drive up, the grass is twenty feet high. Oh, there's no league. Man. There's no league anymore. But you could see through the the tall weeds and grass where the dugouts are. Like the dugouts are still there. Wow. But it's all gone. The league doesn't exist. Now I'm sure there are other leagues people play in, but as far as going, I don't know what the hell I was expecting. Yeah. But at the same time, not to see that it was closed down, just like you talked about Cardiff Little League, if it even exists at all. I have a feeling you're right. It probably got swallowed up by Encinitas Little League. It was so fun when we were kids. I played in Minneapolis, and it was the thing that so many talk about. But you would get that snack bar coupon at the end of the yeah. game. And there was this long grape gum that came in like a – it was like a long plastic wrapper. It wasn't a tube. But it came and it, it just, it looked like, uh, I don't know, it looked like an HDMI cable, you know? It just ran. <laughs> and it was like this great bubble gum that lost its flavor in about yeah. four and a half minutes. God damn it. Was, it was the life, man. Because you would just sit there with your buddies and yeah. the bleachers and talk trash and just blow bubbles and hang out. But then... Like you could get a hot dog or do it. Yeah, shit. It was great, man. We did you your kids haven't played Little League for a while, but we didn't we haven't had to do it for basketball. We didn't have to do it yeah. for hockey, but they played baseball a couple of years ago. And part of the gig I talked about last night was running the snack bar. You have to do two snack bar shifts. That was a goddamn riot. You loved it? 
loved it. I know a lot of people just pay out. I'll pay the 50 bucks. I don't want to do my turn. There's no way, man. It was so fun because those kids come running up and they all want like some crazy combination of slush or yeah. Slurpee, 80 different things, right? Yeah. Vinegar, fla- whatever these <laughs> morons want. And uh, and you're just sitting there mixing it and doing the popcorn and yeah. doing the whole thing. Yeah, it was a ride. It was that, great. That Loved is it. that is funny. So yeah. that's the other thing that yeah. we'll want to do too. Is hey, is that snack bar need to be brought back to life? And what else can we do? That's cool. You know, here here's it's funny. A couple little league stories of my days, and it has changed a lot. Thank goodness that I remember. And it's funny when I watch the Bad News Bears. A lot of times I go, shit, that was that was what it was like when I was a kid. Yep. Like, the, we had a guy that was a, a coach that was one of the parents' dads, but it was one of these parents that had his kids, you know, older. And who knows how old guys were. People always looked older back then, you know, in, the, yeah. in their early 80s. And you're sitting and you're looking at this guy, and he, Jeff, he drank beer the whole time. Okay? The, <laughs> the whole coach? Time. The coach. Jesus. Pitching BP nonstop. First time I ever saw a curveball was from this guy, you know. <laughs> and skinny as hell. He looked at, he was like 6'4", 170 pounds. <laughs> and he just is pounding beers. He just dropped them by his feet. And it, yeah. you know, in my head, I'm thinking, there are like 12 beer cans on the ground right, right now. Right there. And guess what? We all jumped into the back of his truck. And he oh, all, my and he God. Drove, and he drove us all home. I saw a picture today yeah. that was taken in Georgia. They said it was taken in Georgia. I hope it's. I hope I have this right. It's a guy driving a big old hillbilly truck. Yeah. And he's got his kid, who looks like he's about three, in his lap. And the little kid is breathing into the the machine so you can start the car. The kid's sitting in his lap, and the thing said, hurry up. We got to get to Walmart. And I, goddamn, that struck me so funny. Right? You've just been pounding beers. You got your kids sitting yeah. on your lap. Well, start that goddamn thing up. Let's get going here. Get a little lung- <laughs> get a little air in those lungs. So freaking funny. But, I loved it. But I'm, I remember that. Here's here's the one story that always stood out to me as my worst little league thing that I, I can remember. And thank goodness I never saw this when I coached. But I remember as a 10-year-old kid, 11-year-old kid, we're playing a game against uh, a big team, like the team that used to win all the time. Okay. And, uh, and it had two stories on this team. This team, first of all, they, they won all the time. And they had a kid on their team. His name was Corey. He was like the Corey. only black kid in the league. Oh, Big, tall, here it comes. Skinny, Another you know. racial story. No. <laughs> no racial Jesus. story. Jesus. You asshole. You're the so racist. He had on his jersey. It me. just said, the back of his jersey, it just said. The, black guy. It said, the flame. The flame. That's all it said. The well, flame. That, I like that. He's calling his shot. He did. The only guy with the name on the back of his jersey. He had the flame. Okay. And this kid, first my first step bat, he hits me right in the kneecap. I hurt so oh. goddamn bad. It scared me to death. I was afraid of bat for half the season. Yeah. And I remember telling myself, Nick's on my face, this kid. I'm just going to get in the box, and I'm going to take my hacks. And if I connect, because they all say, yeah. you know, hey, don't worry about it. The harder he throws it, the further it goes. And you hear that bullshit. Yeah. And I'm trying to get my get my courage up. I'm on the undeck circle. And the kid in front of me gets drilled right in the face, John Carlos Stanton style. Like the bone. Oh, yeah. The bone comes right out of the kid's face, oh. out of his cheek. And he's, he's laying in the batter's box calling an ambulance. I'm like, Jesus, I'm never going to step in there. I couldn't, no. st- couldn't have stood further. I think it was in the dugout. Said, I'm ready. Just go ahead and pitch it. I'm, I'm, I'll get it. But that and when we're playing this team in a big game, a kid on our team, ball hit down the line. He's playing third base. Craig Nettle styles. He dives out for it. Doesn't, oh. get, doesn't get it. Okay. Dad jumps the fence. As hard as he could, close fist, punches the kid right in the face. Jesus and, Christ, dude, Tennessee. Tennessee. 
And I'm going, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was that big of an event going, oh, my God, I just saw a grown man punch a kid right That'd in the face. That'd be on YouTube, dead yeah, spin, yeah. Oh, it was insane. TMZ, right? Dude, parents tackled the dad immediately, called the cops. Yeah. It wasn't like they let it go, hey, go easy on him next time. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the next time. They did call the police. That's good. But that was insane. That's how important it was to that parent. That's why I'm saying parents, back, even back then, would forget about the importance of the game. I told you we got a fucking dork who thinks he offered us advice on this thing, and I don't know if he did or not. Maybe he did. I don't remember that. But I do remember two guys I played Little League with. Yeah. A kid named Dean Becker had the biggest buck teeth you've ever seen. Like He looked like uh, Roger Rabbit, and I think uh, <laughs> Roger Rabbit out-benched him. And Dean was the kid that would play left field. Yeah. And would tend to be like facing the fence instead of facing the mound. Yeah. It'd always be like a 2 2 game in the sixth. And then, of course, you know, we got him out there because he's got to get his two at bats in. Right? He's sitting out there in his rust colored tough skins, and you're like, shit. <laughs> sure shit. enough, just. Everybody, everyone's talking. Everybody knows. Slow, just talking shit. Yeah, fucking Roger Rabbit out there and left and just. And of course it goes, and he. Oh yeah, the ball always finds you. And he runs like a baby giraffe. He can't run, and if he can't run, he can't throw. For Christ's sake, you're like, my God, as a father, you failed this kid. <laughs> and then the other kid I remember is we had a kid named Chris Dahl, and the thing that I didn't like about Chris Dahl on our team was Chris Dahl would show up. His name was Chris Dahl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Chris Dahl. His sister Nancy was hot, but what I didn't like about yeah. Chris Dahl, Chris Dahl was a nice kid. But, A, he showed up to every game in white jeans. White jeans? Yeah. White Take it easy, Leaf Garrett. Yeah, Jesus. white jeans. And he uh, he would get hit in the hip consistently, and it was like somebody hit him with a cannonball in the hip. Like the legs would be swept out yeah. like he was Jilly Malash, <laughs> and the legs would come out, and he would drop, and it wasn't just a cry. It was a wail, just like a wail. And you just be sitting there because he went to school with all the guys on the other team, right? So, like, my boy Danny Palmer would be looking at me and be like, yeah, fuck, I barely hit him. And now the white Levi's are all. You know, you know, here you go. Talk about not politically correct. You know they were dropping the F word. Oh, yeah. And I'm not talking the, the same fuck. You know they're dropping the F word to that kid for his white jeans. Yeah, well, I mean, like, nine. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But he, I just remember the way he would get hit in the hip and his legs would go out just like he, like somebody had a fishing line around his ankle and just yanked him <laughs> like out. A, like he got caught in a flash flood. Yeah. He looked like a goddamn cod being yanked up into the kayak. Boom. And then it, here comes the cry. So then everybody have to rush out. And here, here's how everybody we have to rush out. Look at, here's how we. Everybody's worried about our kids becoming a bunch of pussies. Yeah. You want to know how we fix that? You want to know how we fix it? By just yelling, don't be a bitch? No. Oh. When the kid goes down and he's crying, okay, and he's crying and the coach comes out and the fucking priest comes out, reads him the last rites. When he gets up and he walks back to the bench, enough with this applause bullshit, okay? Yeah. What'd he do? Yeah. In in. He didn't cure cancer. He didn't make all of you a grilled cheese sandwich. For Christ's sake, he couldn't get out of the way of a 42-mile-an-hour fastball. Fuck him. Just look at him and like, you done? I got to get the fucking target. I'd like to get there before 8 o'clock. And yeah, by the 
third time that he realizes, hey, I'm not going to get, uh, what do they call it? What what do they call it if you wear a military uniform, but you were not in the military? Something valor. Yeah. Um. Oh, God damn it. We should know this. I'm glad we don't know it. Yeah, no kidding. But it, it's kind of the it's it's kind of that. You know, you mentioned John Carlos Stanton. You go, yeah, you're not you're not Clint Malarchuk, okay, kid, get up. You didn't just take a skate blade across your throat. Stolen valor. Did. Stolen valor. God damn it. How do I that's the way I feel every time a kid like Chris Dahl and his white Levi's hit the ground. That's stolen valor. <laughs> Joe Theismann broke his fucking leg, Chris, okay? Get up. Yeah, uh, get up! I, I tell you what, if you're that, if you're hurt that bad, then maybe we give Roger Rabbit out there your fucking snow cone. How about that? Oh yeah, gets right up and runs right down. That's it, dick. You dick. You dick. That's stolen valor. Every time you, every time you. Hey, okay, okay. There we go. There we go, Dougie. <laughs> Fuck Dougie. Put your ass down to first base. Let's go. We're on a we're on a one hour time limit here. Let's keep this shit moving, all right? You're oh my fine. Gosh. Oh For my gosh. sake. Your mom hits you harder after she's been drinking come chalk all night. Get up, Dougie. <laughs> Get up, you bitch. Damn it! All right, here you go. Here, here's I got two crazy things for you that that I heard. Let me right? hear it. It's in, in for, one heard one just now at dinner. And I heard one when I was in Phoenix, okay? Okay. So a buddy of mine, I find out, has been married a few times, okay? How many is a few times? <sighs> three times. Wow. Okay, three times he's, he's, he's been married. How about this? My Wait. divorce attorney, attorney's been married four. <laughs> he's Imagine, a divorce attorney. Yeah. Why would he keep getting married? Uh, I don't know. I guess he thinks he knows what to do, and then he just keeps fucking up. But I still <laughs> like him. Good egg. He's fucking up. Jesus Christ. All right. Does he represent himself? In these matters, right? Doesn't matter if you're yeah. okay. Yeah, no, he's good. He's good. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Four times. All right. Four times. All right. Well, that's great. So, um, the guy's been married three times. So here you go. On his last wife, things couldn't have got, been going better. Fa- absolutely fantastic. Okay. Okay. Goes to work. While he's at work, his wife goes to. Um, uh, uh, um, call it? Um, Plaza Bonita. No, it doesn't go to Plaza Bonita. Uh, Lay the, girls. The people that see the future. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, teller, yeah. Fortune teller. Sorry. Psychic. Psychic. There you go. Psychic. And the psychic pulls out a Ouija board. Oh, I don't like those. Okay. Yeah. Pulls out, pulls out the Ouija board. Ouija and the, bad. And the Ouija board tells her, you're going to be married three times. Well, she's on her second marriage and says you're going to be married three times. Okay. So she goes home and tells him, hey, the marriage is over. The psychic wow. told me, the fortune teller told me that I'm um, going to be married three times and I got to start looking for number three. So we're done. How about that? How about that? Went right by the Ouija board. So he goes, he goes. He gets and, his Sundays off, though. <laughs> he goes and takes a Ouija board. Okay. And he sticks it in his house, leaves it on the wall as a reminder, I'm never going to fucking get married again. That was basically it. But can you believe that? You ruined a perfectly good marriage because basically a psychic told you you're going to be married, you know, three times. Can can you go to Target? Can you get a Ouija board at Target? Yeah, you like, can. You can. What the fuck are you doing there, Target? <laughs> huh? What are you doing? Why don't you sell shrunken heads, too? It doesn't say devil board. It is a devil board. Yes. But you would always play with that kid 
Rhonda Knudsen was the one in our neighborhood, yeah. and you could always tell her little sausage fingers were moving. Hey, because you you got to put the the sewing needle in. Yeah, right. And then they, they would always try nothing dumber than a bunch of eleven year olds trying to do a seance. Is Harry Houdini in the room? Is Harry here? Harry Houdini here? Is Bon Scott in the room? Bon Scott. <laughs> Yeah, you'd always ask for somebody that would be yeah. fucking hanging out in Richfield, Minnesota. Is it Abe Lincoln here? <laughs> no, you little dick. Oh my gosh! But okay, so we got a Ouija board. Yeah. So now he's okay. He, he's but done. does he owe her spousal support? Dude, I, have, I have no idea. I didn't, he's I, gonna get I, jammed up. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't ask. I just couldn't believe that she threw away a perfectly good marriage. Absolutely. Here's here's the other one. So we're eating dinner okay. right now. I told you my wife came back from Italy. Came back late, from Italy. Late last night, three in the morning, whatever the hell it was. And then, so we're sitting around. It's the first time all of us have been together. Both my boys, my wife and I, and we're, we're sitting there, we're eating dinner. And she goes, you want to hear something crazy? And I'm like, all right, what's your crazy story? She said, when I showed up in Italy, they all thought that I passed away, that I died. Not my dad died, but I passed away, that, I, that I'm the one that died. Oh, you? That I, yeah, that me. That her husband, that Rita's husband died. Okay? Oh. Goddamn Reed? Well, okay. Here's the deal. Number one, let's say I did die. Okay, they all assume I've been dead since January. Yeah. Not one fucking person called. Nobody sent flowers. No nothing. What'd that tell you about they you? They fucking hate my guts. Diablo. Yeah. Jewish. Oh, yeah, you fucking. <laughs> She's Italian Catholic, made the Jewish guy, and they all probably went, thank fucking God. Hey, God, get yeah, her out of here. Got rid of the Jew. Fuck yeah. yeah. Nothing. Not one in six months. Not one fucking call. Not one thing of flowers, sympathy card. Nothing. Ari Leindyke, is he Italian? Yeah. <laughs> trying to think. Yeah, Maradona? They had all these. I guarantee you they had a whole. Yeah, they did. Whole laundry list. I, Dan, what, Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Get away with that shit. So, so were they, took, were they disappointed? Seconds. Yeah, probably they probably were. Yeah, I could I could see that. It's so funny. It took my youngest son two seconds to realize they fucking hate me. He goes, dude, they hate you. Yeah. He goes, they didn't send one card to mom. Nothing. No one called. No one sent flowers. They were too busy putting together their version of the Bachelorette. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Son what? of a bitch. You flew in Bert Grossman. Danny Terrio. Yeah, I don't know what the yeah, fuck. Yeah, Danny Terrio was there. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I thought that was so f- crazy. She didn't put that Gerard together. Gerard Purdue. Yeah. Was he there? There's He's one, not Italian. He's no, French. There is one person that walked in the room after the, after she showed up and said, hey, Dave's not dead. He goes, I follow him on Facebook. I follow the Dave and Jeff show. He yeah. knew right away. He goes, He's not posting stuff from the grave. Well, what the hell has he been saying? Where's he been? Yeah, Quite part, as a church mouse. Different part of since Italy. January 1st. Yeah, different part of Italy. Goddamn. So they, they so now. Disappointed once, I'm still alive. Yeah. yeah but yeah. they got to fake it, they, right? That's it. They 100% have to fake. Oh, thank goodness. Sure. That's like how it is every time I see a PD from a radio station yeah. and they think they're going to put me with Steve West. And then I'm like, no, Dave's still here. Hey. <laughs> Steve West. <laughs> Cancer survivor. Yes. Good man. Love him. Been here 50 years, still speaks with a British accent. I've been yeah. out of Minneapolis. I don't say don't you know. The goddamn Steve. <laughs> like he was just on Edgeware Road this morning. God damn it. We get it. Okay. We get it. 
I love Steve West. That is a good <laughs> son of a bitch. That oh, is a good son of a bitch. Uh, yeah. Um, what else was I going to tell you? Right, here's the other thing. Yeah. I'm about to lose my fucking mind, okay? okay. I-, I like how all of you that have nothing to do with this event all of a sudden have a bunch of free unsolicited advice for me. And it comes in regards to managing the GoFundMe account. I would like to cut off the GoFundMe account this week. You know why? Because I have enough other fucking things going on. I don't feel like managing the GoFundMe account anymore. (laughs) So I felt like if there was a little bit of a sense of urgency where you knew you were getting in, then you would say, hey, that's good. Because I'm the guy who needs to drive downtown and see Bob McElroy. And then I need to drive to Escondido and yeah. see Yellow Ribbon San Diego. And then stop by Encinitas and see John Van Zanti. I got to figure out with Charity Water where they want me to drop the money. And I got to find somebody that stand up to cancer who won't return a phone call. Which is incredibly frustrating for all of us. I'm not saying they need to throw yeah. us all a ticker tape parade, but we're sending them two fucking grand. I think that's nice that you've all come together and they won't in- acknowledge it. So I'm looking at it and going, all right, well, let's try to find somebody in San Diego. But I also have a life to live. I have a podcast to do. I have kids. I have mentioned I'm going through a divorce. I don't want to wait around until you fuckers feel like you're willing to pay $15. Yeah. Hey, well, you God, fuckers. it'd be really nice if you could keep it going. Well, it'd be really nice if you just put 25 bucks in tonight and then we're done. I didn't say I'm ending it in four minutes. Boy, it'd be really great if you could just keep going to the night of the event. So then I got to spend another two weeks running around to drop it off money. I'll tell you what would be really nice is if you found your sister and told her to put her hand in my front pocket. <laughs> That's what would be nice. This would be a pain in the ass. So the, the GoFundMe account is getting cut off this week. It, it uh, Here, I'll split the difference. We'll cut it off on the 8th, okay? Everybody wanted the 15th. I said the 1st. We'll cut it off on the 8th. Okay. Because that way, Walchef is great. Walchef is like, we'll be fine. However many people show up, we got you covered. We'll be fine. Eastside Country Club has been great. But I will remind you. I leave my house at 6.20 in the morning. I'm not complaining. I go to yeah. Carlsbad, then I come to Eastlake, and the night ends often at 11.15. I don't want to do it anymore. We got seven grand in there. That's a great start. And if you're too goddamn lazy to put your 25 bucks in, then we then donate it directly to to John or to, uh, to Bob. Shit, just to, to, donate it directly to them. Yeah. It's great. And take us out. Don't try to sneak in. But I'm like... The fuck? They had this fucking thing open for six weeks. It's twenty five bucks. You guys act like I'm looking for five grand. Oh God. Oh. Can we keep it going, please? No. Okay. So, yeah, twenty five bucks gets you in. We'll cut it off on the eighth. What's your problem with sugar? Trying to get get her out of here. <laughs> yeah, she's just hanging out. All right. It's fine. I'll take care of her. <laughs> She's my responsibility. <laughs> She's your responsibility. I'm the captain now. now. All right, you're the captain now. You and everybody else. Drop it. I'm, I'm the captain now. Uh, but other than that, yes. everything else okay. is trending great. So you're willing to do it through the 8th is what we'll you're We'll do it through me. the 8th. We are. Everybody has stepped up. So many great people have 
uh, continued to donate to it. Uh, I couldn't be more proud of all of you. I know Dave feels the same way. Sam Bass confirmed today he's coming down that night, Fantastic. which is going to be great. Katie Temple confirmed with me today, which is going to be great. There's so many, and Katie was funny. She said, are you guys doing a show? No, we're not. Because I just want to thank. Yes. I, Dave, I feel like you're the same way. I just want to thank all of you. I just want to meet you. I just want to say, hey, what's going on? Sit down, have a beer, have bullshit, and uh, and just have some fun. So the Speaking other thing, of that, there will be beer there. You just have to buy it. You can't bring your own alcohol. Okay? No alcohol comes in. We will. Um, there will be alcohol there, but you have to buy it there. Yeah, for me, say country club. Exactly. There'll and considering beers. they're letting us have the room for free, yes. that seems like a fair trade. Exactly. Um, but the other thing is we got to get together with Disappointing Joe and, and Tad Ryan. Got to do that. We got to organize all the auction. of. I mean, there's a lot of shit that goes into yep. this. And uh, and we're thrilled. But I'm not, I'm just, I'm not. I'm not keeping that thing open until August 1st. Get okay. your dough in. We'll see you. I can put together the list and off we go. Perfect. Dave's, we're putting shirts together, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to do. We'll I know you all want to help, but and I and I love you for doing that. But I'm not doing this shit till November. <laughs> All right, a couple things I want to throw at you. I want to cover Let me a couple it. things, and I want to cover uh, a little bit of the Padres. This NBA thing, though, I want to start off first, okay. because by the time we do our next show, a lot of questions will be answered. So I kind of want to get your guess on what happens. Oh, here. big today, right? It, it is. It, it sounds big because the Spurs finally figured out mm-hmm. that we what we've all realized. Hey, as much as you don't want to deal with the Lakers, your choice is either you deal with the Lakers or you get nothing in return in a year. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard said, I want to be a Laker. Yeah. I'm willing to take less money. I know how it works. I can do the math. I understand taxes, everything else, max contracts. It doesn't matter. I don't want to be a spur. Don't trade me to Boston. Don't think you're going to trade me somewhere else. I'm not going to resign. It's going to be short term. So here's the deal. It's the Lakers or, or nobody. Mm. And he's kind of setting the ground for, I think, the future of a lot of NBA guys that are going into that last year as well. This is – you kind of you become a free agent a year early by saying where you want to be be traded to. So he wants to be a Laker. We figured it out. You've negotiated a million different business deals. You know how it works. Mm-hmm. If it's your only option, then get what you can in, in mm-hmm. that deal, even if it's a deal you really don't want to make. it's Anything is better than zero. Yeah. So if you're the Spurs and the Lakers need to get this thing done in the next two days, they want to get Kawhi there to try and mm-hmm. lure Paul George or LeBron James or whatever else to to do it. Here's the deal. Do you think this deal gets done, one? If you're San Antonio, mm-hmm. even though you hate the Lakers more than any other team, do you say, sit there and say, we don't need Ingram. We don't need Ball. We don't need Kuzma. We don't need any guys who might get in return as, as a fuck you to Lakers for one year and possibly end up with zero. Or do, do you make that move? What yeah, is, but I'm but I, if I'm Popovich, I'm playing the game because I've done this job for a long time, and I know that Rob Palenka and Magic don't. And I know that while I'm under pressure, they're under pressure yes, too. Yes, they are. And so what I'm doing is I'm getting everything I can from the Lakers not named Lonzo Ball because I don't want the Ball family circus in San Antonio. Yeah. Uh, for me, Dave, I, I would think that probably starts – with Ingram? Yeah, I would ask for Ingram back. be the first guy I'd ask for. Ingram, and I, I'm definitely going to want Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, and Josh Hart is probably the third one. Or or a couple first-round draft picks. Yeah, Josh Hart, and then and I'm getting some picks, too. I mean, you're paying for Kawhi. You're, yeah. you're going to pay for That's Kawhi. That's what I'm saying. You're getting something in return. The Spurs aren't winning the championship next year, even if Kawhi's healthy. Yeah, the, the problem is, and we've seen these trades in the past, like I, I look at what the Wolves got when they moved Garnett. And they got 
three guys in Al Jefferson, yeah. and it just was nothing. They had it's nobody. always that win the NBA. The, the star always wins. Yeah. Even when Kareem went from the Bucks to the Lakers. Yeah. Biggest name in the game, the Bucks will end up with shit. Yeah, but I would go – I would do that. Now, the, the thing with the Lakers that I would look at with the picks are, you know, I, w- I would probably want more as far as players go because you have to assume that if – if you're taking their next two number ones, I see what well, I would. It's not two. You can't. You can't. You know, the one thing I like about the NBA, you can't trade back to back number ones. You have to separate it by year. It has to be at least every other. So year. here's what so I they would don't do. let you kill one franchise like that. So I would say, <clears throat> I want Kuzma, and I want Ingram, I want Josh Hart, and I want your 2022 first round pick, and I want your 2024 first round pick. That's a lot. That's a lot right there. You know, you're talking about a lot. The thing is. With that move, as you say, five guys, you control all five of those guys if you're the Spurs because they're now yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? You control them. It basically, it makes it that much harder to leave San Antonio in the future because everybody wants that max deal. And it, I look at it and I go, okay, I'm going to say that LeBron's going to play there for 19, 18-19, which makes the 19 draft not really valuable to me. And if he plays 19-20, then the 20 draft's not very valuable to me. And let's just – for security's sake, let's say he plays 2021. I'm not going to want that either because that's probably another pick that's 25. But if I go 22 and 24, now a lot of those guys have graduated and moved on, and now the Lakers are in that re... You know, they're kind of where we are now. Yeah. The Padres? I mean, is the Padres like the rebuilding mode? No, I'm meaning I'm saying if I'm looking at from San Antonio, I'm looking at where the Spurs are. But now all of a sudden... Maybe my guys are coming into their own, and I've added a couple of pieces because I've got money available, and now I have two number one picks from from a team that's maybe rebuilding, and uh, and I help myself and I hurt them. I would take future first round picks, even one if you're going to give me yeah. one, but I may even leave a player back and say no, give me a second one, but but you're one down the line. I don't I don't yeah. need a one. If you're in the Western Conference Finals, I, I don't need a guy going 30th. There's just not that many guys like that that make an impact. Give me a guy that's going to be 12, 13, 14, and let's see what we can do. I think even even the deal you're saying five is a lot for one, but I, I think you might be you might get four for one. You know what I mean? You might yeah. get two of those guys in your draft picks. So would you do? I would. Say, I would get rid of all of them. My, my son and I fight about this all the time. My thing is none of those guys are all stars. Kawhi's a top five player in the league. I would do yeah. anything for Kawhi if that means. Honestly, I don't understand LeBron's not 24. LeBron only mm-hmm. has probably three years left at the max. Yeah. Okay, he's going to be 34 years old this year. I mean, God dang, LeBron's in great shape, but we all know all of a sudden it turns on you. Look what happened to Kobe. So help me because uh, – help me with positions. It doesn't matter anymore in the NBA. Right. They all play the same position. Yeah. If they were to get Kawhi, LeBron, and Paul George, they're basically all the same guys. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. It's all, ba- everybody's a small forward now, you know? It's all that, that athlete. Even, even Carl Anthony Towns, as great as he is – with the Wolves, if they had, let's say, another center on that team, let's say they had DeMarcus Cousins on the Wolves. They're actually talking about getting DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. Well, they're perfect. That's a guy that's a true center. That's not yeah. going to go out and shoot threes. Carl Anthony Towns is a great three-point shooter. Yeah. And he just uh, just adds more height. more rebound. It, it is incredible, the athletes these guys are. Absolutely insane. If they got DeAndre Jordan, I think that's a great move for Minnesota. Yeah. I know Dallas wants him really bad, but that's a great move. Wolves are looking to move Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Which is funny. I wouldn't mind seeing okay Andrew with Wiggins with the Clippers. Something about him. Something about him that... Um, is he soft? Hate to say that. 
I hate to say that because I don't know him. I'm not around him. But he may not have that fifth gear. Yeah. Feels like. And, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what his makeup's like. But, um. I don't. I don't feel like. I feel like he's going to be a guy that's always really, really good. Yeah. Like I, I heard uh, a week from tonight we're going to know everything. Not great. Yeah. I mean, not LeBron great. James said by the fourth of July, which is a week from tonight, you're going to know everything. Man, um, <clears throat> I heard Seton today on the Dan Patrick Show talking about Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, and talking about Kawhi versus LeBron, and yeah. saying very good player versus superstar. And he said Mike Trout, very good player versus Bryce Harper, superstar. And I hope he meant it in the sense that that Bryce Harper may be more of a household name. LeBron may be more of a household name than Kawhi is. But there was a part of me where I'm like, dude, if you're saying Mike Trout levels out at just a very good player, you're a moron. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize what Mike Trout is, especially on the like East Nick Coast. Like Nick Canepa? Because Nick Canepa. But Nick should know better because he's on the West Coast. I understand if a game starts at 10, Incredible. 10, your time, and you're going to work the next day, yeah. you aren't staying up to one thirty in the morning to watch the game. Mike Trout, when you look at his numbers, he's either first or second MVP voting every year he's been in the league, except yeah. for last year he got hurt. And yeah. last year he was on pace to have his best year. Yeah, and he's not, not really a guy that does a lot of promotions. You don't see him on a lot of things. He's not... On TMZ, he's not doing those nope. things, but just consistently goes out and plays. I mean, if, if you're talking about the money that they're looking at for Machado, and now the talk is that the Dodgers are going to get Machado, but the feeling is that even if the Dodgers get Machado, he's still going to sign with the Yankees in the offseason. In the offseason. Okay, here, here, okay, that's a great question. That was one of the things I was going to bring up to you as well. Before you get to Machado, uh-huh. NBA, last thing I want to say about the NBA. Oh, yeah. The NBA is so big with your kids, so fun. with my kids. You and I obviously are, are, are into it. But is it to the point where since the younger kids love the NBA and ratings are going through the roof, can we see in the next 10 years the NBA passes Major League Baseball? Yes. I think you're right. Yes. I, was, I agree with that 100%. Um, because you have a lot of guys in that league that are marketable and likable. Yeah. Yeah, marketable and likable. It's the challenge. It's one of the challenges the NHL has. You have a lot of um, really, really talented players in the league, but they're kind of quiet guys. LeBron has a personality, right? Yeah. Steph Curry has personality. And and Durant and Westbrook have their thing. James Harden. Like, like for me, I love things like the NBA Awards. While I don't care about the awards – I love that those guys show their individual style by doing it. And now it's trickling down to the draft where I I, I don't remember the, the guy's name, but I love the kid who showed up in the shorts. Yeah. And so I just want to young Trey young. Yeah. was great. And, and I just loved his answer where he's like, I just want to be different. You were different. You were memorable that night and you made an impact and guys coming in. I went to my kid's house and uh, somebody, maybe it was the NBA Awards the other night. Who had, it was, who had a bright pink suit on? You know, I, I honestly, I didn't watch the NBA Awards. All I saw was James Harden's speech. May which, have been Rudy Gobert. Okay. I feel like it was Rudy it was Gobert. Probably was, Defensive Player of the Year. Because when I walked in, my son said, you should have seen Rudy Gobert's suit. I'm like, how the hell do you know Rudy Gobert? You're 10. <laughs> and he goes, Dad, it was like as pink as cotton candy. It was great. And you go, yeah, 
And that's the thing, Dave, because when we were kids, you knew, right? Yeah. You knew Garvey and you knew everybody's batting stance. Nettles. Yep. And and all the different guys. And then I, I think it's one of the challenges for the Padres moving forward. You have an incredibly bright farm system. Who are going to be the unique unique personalities that people want to come out and watch? Could be Tatis. I mean, he seems like a... That's who we're setting up to be the guy. Yeah, and he seems like a guy. Hosmer's kind of cool in that, right? Yep. Hedges has a little bit of that mix. Um, Paddock, if... I, I don't know. what I, I don't want to make... Paddock's doing great now, and you want to believe he could be one of these guys, but you never know. Great article about Anderson Espinosa today that he's working his way back, and feeling good but Dave yeah you can be very very good but when people are laying the money out they want to go and say I'm going to see that player yeah you did it with the Chargers for Rivers or Tomlinson or Merriman or Seau um, in Padre days of past you did it for Gwynn or Hoffman and now you say okay well this is good who are going to be the guys that draw me through the gate I don't know who it is now but we'll find out so here's the deal. I agree with the, what you said about the NBA. I do think it's going to be bigger than Major yeah, League Baseball in the, in the next 10 years. The last thing I'll say about the NBA, that damn Steph Curry commercial where he's on the in the car and he's talking on the phone. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this one? He, so mm -hmm. he does this commercial, and it, it makes me laugh because you're, you're going through divorce now and it's not a, a shot at you or, or your, your marriage. But he, we've all been in the car, been somewhere your wife says, can you stop by the store and pick something up? Mm -hmm. So he's in his infinity and he's talking. She still does. And so... <laughs> the fuck are you picking up i still do it <coughs> yeah what are, getting, what are you picking up jesus i know it's funny oh uh, so he's sitting there doing the thing and he goes people don't realize i have a dark side and he's you know talking he's driving the road late at night yeah and he's doing this whole thing about you don't want to get on my dark side and boom the phone rings in the car okay honey can you pick up some milk on the way home yeah i'll, I'll get the milk anyway as i was saying and it goes like that and I'm thinking, if this is real life, Steph Curry would be like, are you fucking kidding me? You want me to go and get milk right now so I can walk in that store and 400 people are going to stop me? No And kidding. want pictures and autographs and I'll be like, I'll be home in four and a half fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. How does that fucking sound? Yeah. Just, you don't need to lose this shit. There's no fucking way I'm getting milk. Call you know, Clay. Yeah, fuck off. Tell Clay to go get milk. <laughs> Clay to go get milk. Yeah, no problem. I'll get, sure. Okay. Yeah, where's Most he going? popular guy in San Francisco. He's not yeah, going to go not grab going anywhere. fucking milk. Um, call Uber Eats. Right? <laughs> Don't bother with your stupid shit. He just yells at him. Yeah, get out of here. Beat it. Um, he just connects the call and the commercial is with, are you fucking kidding me? Jesus. Um, I will say this, too. And I mentioned this earlier. I was only screwing around, but I love so many people on Twitter. Yeah. Because they immediately took me seriously. I have noticed... Because I will stop and get coffee in the morning, and then you go out for lunch on my lunch break, and different places I go have TVs in them. And when I go, I don't know, 95% of the time, a lot of times I'll get in there at 12, 30, 1 o'clock, I'm the only guy in there. It's great. Just hang out, read the paper, bullshit, do whatever. Yeah. And this morning, I went for breakfast, and there were probably about eight of us Nobody knew anybody, but Sweden and Mexico was on. Yeah. And Dave, I'm telling you, it was great. It was great because the people, none of us, like I said, had ever met. 
We're all just kind of having an iced tea and some breakfast and watching this and oh, oh the whole thing. And when I left, the game was 0-0, and Sweden goes on to win 3 nothing. And then uh, whatever it was, five hours later, you go to lunch, and the place was freaking packed. Yeah. It was freaking packed, and the TVs are on, and... Look, I don't know. Maybe there were a couple of people that that had particular ties, but it didn't feel like it. It just felt like people were enjoying the game. And I said to Darren Smith today, I go, this is really cool. Yeah, this is really cool. And I know that everybody freaked out that Fox was going to get killed because Team USA wasn't in it. Boy, man, I, I will be the first one to tell you. I know there are a lot of you that are really into it and get it, the whole thing. I don't understand it. I just jokingly said, where the hell is Tottenham? Because yeah. it's the only team I've ever seen play. Um, But we have it on at work. And in our break room, we have a 60-inch high-def TV in our break room. Yeah. And you can hear people going crazy in the break room, and then 15 people run in to figure out what happened. <laughs> and I, I'm just telling you, it's I've been in Monterey the last couple of World Cups, and it was the same thing in downtown, uh, downtown Monterey because there's some English pubs. I think it's been great. I really do. I think it's been great. And I think in, in four years, when my kids will be 14, um, I will probably be much better prepped for it than I was this time because I was completely caught flat-footed, ignored all the preview stuff. And and I wish I just kind of had, like I said to Darren today, I don't have a horse in the race. Yeah. But goddamn, it's really been fun. I've enjoyed it. That's, are you are you watching a, a little bit? I love today, and, and, and this is where you know because we sit there and we go, how much do we like each other? Is there compassion? Do we like people in the world right now? It's such a strange time, yeah, right in the world where you see people turning their backs on just humanity. When you saw the people in Mexico lifting how up the South Korean that? guy and parading the guy in the him around, white like, hat? it was so. I love that guy. It was really one of the one of the awesome, most awesome things I've seen all year. It was. Cool as shit. It was so funny. Everybody was having a good time. Yeah. And they found this South Korean guy. They jacked him up on their shoulders and they paraded him around like it was a Stanley Cup. It was well, awesome. When you listen to Darren's show on his intro, I've always hated this clip until today. And it was a guy who says, we love you. We love you forever. Yeah. And I was like, who is that asshole? <laughs> Shut up. Well, I didn't realize until today that that was a Spanish announcer However many years ago, when the USA scored a goal that benefited Team Mexico and kept them alive, and it was the Mexican a, announcer yelling to the United States, we love you, we love you forever and ever. I go, oh, shit. It completely <laughs> changes the context of it. Obviously, Darren would, would know it. But I go, that's great. I go, hey, sorry, Darren. You, you can't promote any of your fucking guests ever on Twitter. And you can't ever say... Hey, here are some of the sound clips. I know because you and Jordan know I'm a, Well, sorry, okay? <laughs> sorry that some of us have a life. We don't know. But when I, when I found that out today, I go, yeah. oh, goddamn. Okay, there's the backstory on it a little bit. And then you go, all right, now I don't hate that guy. I actually like that oh, guy. Oh, that's funny as so. hell. That is, that's too damn funny. But would you go, this is what I would like to do. I think we have like two more weeks, right? Doesn't it run through? Yeah, through the middle of July. Okay. Because, Dave, I'm telling you, you can watch it here. We're down to 16, correct, right now? Sure. Okay. I don't have any idea. This is as far as Mexico's ever been, but it, they've been this far before. 
They just haven't gotten past this far. You know, and, and I saw everybody upset. Like, the thing that was funny is I think Ziegler said it's rare when you see a team get beat 3 nothing, and their fans are hugging other fans yeah. in the street. So what? Teams back into tournaments all the time. Teams back into the playoffs all the time. So what? Um, it's what you do next. And I don't know any of the players or any of the teams or anything else. But it's one thing to be here. But, Dave, we got to find a place where we can just go sneak in, get a burger and a beer, and, and just get swept up in it because it has been awesome. It's been crazy. It's been, it's, it's been yeah. very, very exciting. It's very strange that, obviously, the United States isn't in it. We know we wouldn't have gone far anyway. But for, like, my wife, as I said, just got back from Italy, yeah. they were devastated. This is what they live for. You know, I mean, it'd be, you know, Italy's like Brazil, like Germany. It's, it was a huge deal that they didn't get in. I mean, just just can't believe it. How much they hate that coach now. I mean, yeah. why would you ever be want to be a coach of one of these national teams? Oh, my God. Talk about death threats. Yeah. I, uh, sh uh, yeah, I agree with everybody that it would have been great to have the U.S. in it. I can just speak for myself that had they been in it, I probably would have only focused on them. And I feel like I would have lost out on a lot because now with them out, and uh, Germany's playing today, whoever they were playing. They're, now they're gone. Yeah. Germany's out. Yeah. Yeah. Germany's out. Yeah, That's the right. Champs and, gone. Yeah. And, and um, I think they were playing Korea. Sorry. I know a lot of you are into it. And uh, like I said, uh, I know very little. All I'm telling you is the energy and the excitement. I can't tell you anything about the announcers. I don't feel like I ever hear any of the announcers. But you just find yourself walking in. And the funny thing for me is if I walk in and I know I have about 45 minutes for lunch and the game's at like 18 minutes, yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck. Because <laughs> it feels like I'm going to see the first three quarters of the movie yeah. and then I'm going to have to go. But if you walk in, it's like 84 minutes and you're like, this is fucking great. And it, it has completely hooked me. I've enjoyed it very much. I know they aren't going to change the rules to soccer, but mm -hmm. it, I've said this for years. One is I always joke around, the clock goes the wrong way. This stoppage time thing's insane to me. Yeah, right? It's it's just ridiculous. Who decides the stoppage time? I know that somebody does, but we don't know on television. We don't understand how long it's going it, to... Talk about a sport that seems easy to rig. Yeah. It's just fucking stoppage time. Yeah, I, I am... Just stop the fucking clock. They do it in the NBA. Can you imagine the end of an NBA game? Yeah. All of a sudden you think it's over, but we're going to keep going for a while? It feels like your kid's uh, snuffy basketball league. Yeah. The other thing that, <laughs> like the thing that's weird to me, and this is what I was like just noticing, is somebody, I think Messi scores the other day. And he's sliding around and they're hugging him. And the clock's still running. Yeah. And I'm like thinking in my head, I go, okay, if I'm, if I'm the other team, like when, I know we're early in the game when he scored like the 18 minute mark, but how long am I going to let this guy jerk off in the corner here? Okay, it's one nothing. How long are you going to sit over there and pound the pelican? Let's go. And so I don't, I don't know what the code is. Like, do we get 45? And it seemed like they yeah. celebrated and then got back after it. it. Didn't seem like they drug it out for too long. But those are the kind of things where I just go, all right, I guess it, it's just that. But, um. It's 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 the same thing that we see with Olympic hockey. Olympic hockey is amazing and we love it and we go crazy and it's fun. I'm not a believer that it has to be all amateur players. I think for the NHL, I think it's fine to have the best yeah, players I agree with you. playing that because if a guy like TJ Oshie 
does what he did a few years ago where he kept scoring in the shootout. And then you realize that he's now in the NHL. You go, okay, shit. Oh, that guy is coming. Or you find out, maybe you're watching, you go, God damn, I loved watching uh, Kopitar play. I didn't even know he's on yeah. the Kings. Oh, wow, Drew Doughty was a great player. Jonathan Quick, oh, man. Hey, maybe I'll go up and see the, the Kings play or, or the Ducks play or when TJ Oshie comes. Um, it's those names that you know that you recognize and you go, yeah. And if it's some kid who's going back to Boston U in two months, then I, I don't think the league – benefits from that no i'm with you on that i'm with you you mentioned uh manny machado real quick mm -hmm. so a couple things manny machado the rumor is as you said that the dodgers are going to make a trade for him now i don't mm -hmm. know what they're, they're giving up it's going to be probably alex verduga their top outfielder and whoever else i heard Doc verduga for brad hand too is that you heard for, and i tell you what that's a good deal verduga is going to be an everyday outfielder the guy's yeah. really really good uh he's been a good player in in college he's a good player obviously in the dodgers minor league system the the dodgers for some reason use something that's trade bait either way at, at, we mentioned Verdugo, I think, in the winter about mm -hmm. Verdugo possibly coming to the Padres. But whoever they decide is in, Walker Buehler is off the table. He's the one guy they sure. aren't, aren't going to sit there and trade. So the Dodgers understand Machado, as you said, is supposed to sign with the Yankees during the offseason. Their attitude is, we think we have a chance of winning the World Series right now. The National mm -hmm. League, in all honesty, is like the Eastern Conference in the NBA. It's, yeah, war, right. it's worship. Yeah. You look at some of these teams, especially the Red Sox and the Yankees right now, there's, and the Astros, even yeah. the Mariners. I mean, the Indians. There's no one in the National League that looks like it can compete with an American League team, but the Dodgers go, we can at least win the mm -hmm. National League and get a shot at a seven-game series, so they're willing to make a move for, for Machado because they know Corey Seager is coming back mm -hmm. next year and everything else. And they still want to be a player for Harper. And they want to be a player for Harper. So and you have to see what happens with Kershaw, too, Exactly right? right. So I was saying, as a guy that's a sports fan, mm -hmm. don't say how much you, you hate the Dodgers, but just say as a team that goes Take for it. Take it out, sure. Would you make this move as saying, hey, we're going all in and willing to sacrifice part of the future, just kind of like what the Lakers are mm -hmm. talking about doing? Or would you say, dude, there's no way I'm getting a guy for only half a season? I mean, we're almost halfway through the season right now. Well, I go back to when uh, Towers traded Derek Lee for Kevin Brown. Yeah. And I remember reading that. Kevin Brown had been with the Marlins, had been effective, started the All-Star game here. I'd seen him that day. And you knew that he was a one-year guy. Now, it's a little different. But Derek Lee had been that guy that you had heard about, not to the level that you're hearing about certain guys now, but he was the guy coming up that everybody was excited about. And now you just moved him uh, for Kevin Brown. Yeah. And you go, man, man, oh, man. I think Derek Lee, no joke, was bigger than Tatis. He was a two-time minor league player of the year. Yeah. Big, strong yeah. first baseman. Yeah. You knew he was going to be a legit 20, 20 25 home run yeah. guy. And, uh, like, he just felt like Joyner, when Joyner was done, Derek Lee was going to be there to, to step in and take over. But then, Dave, you, you watched Kevin Brown come in, and I, I know that it's a difference between a five-day player like Machado and a one-day player like Brown. But Brown changed everything on this team, you know, because you were down there in the whole thing. And, sure, Derek Lee had a hell of a career. I would make that trade again in a minute. So, yeah, I mean, tonight when you're sitting here and you go, yeah, Dave, and, and I'll say what I what I said to a bunch of people. We started, it's the 20th anniversary, and the first thing they threw us in doing was post-game Padre talk uh, during the entire stretch run. Yeah. 
and you and I were on the air, and we thought, man, this is going to be great. We're going to do this every time. And then we're doing divisional talk and National League Championship Series talk, World Series talk. <coughs> yeah, that's never happened again. No, no you're absolutely right. So you look at Machado as uh, you're trying to pull it together. Get Jesus a grip, man. Christ. You look at Machado right now, since they moved him to, to shortstop, has been absolutely insane. Hitting 301, 19 home runs, 55 runs knocked in, 90 hits. I mean, yeah, he, it, for a lineup that is, is dog shit. And so yeah. he's done extremely, extremely well. You understand why everybody wants him. The Yankees, can you imagine that Yankee team as good as they are right now? They had Machado even next year to see what the Yankees are doing is, is incredible. But um, the guys having, having just a fantastic year. I want to ask you about the pods. Pods, um, they're kind of doing what we thought they were going to do. I mean, as yep. far as where they are in the standings, what they were going to do, we're saying, you know, can they win more than 72 games? Now that we're about halfway through the season, okay? Yep. Hosmer, 271, nine home runs, 35 runs knocked in. Uh-huh. Does it bother you to go, wait a second, this guy's on pace for 271, 18 home runs, 70 RBI, and go, was it worth it? Don't bug me at all. See, to me, I sit there and I go, this was not worth it. There's no well, way you yeah. can tell me it's worth it because you aren't, you aren't getting more wins than you got a year ago. I don't need him to. I don't need him. What do you need him to do? Well, I will fucking tell you. Calm down I don't think there. you're going to give me an answer that I'm going to go, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I will. I don't need him to be the tallest guy in the dwarf contest. That's where he'd be on That's this team. That's what he is. That's what he'd be on this team, okay? You fucking dink. <laughs> Where's that contest at? <laughs> I don't know, but you and I probably will end up hosting <laughs> no it. Shit. No, Elston would. Yeah, him and his... I love Craig. <laughs> Craig's my boy. I'll get to Craig in a second. There's no... Fu- okay, great. He hits 330 and bangs out 38 home runs this year. Guess what, Dick? They're still a fourth-place team. Yeah, but it's something to buy a ticket for. I'm not buying a ticket for a 271 guy. When's the last time you bought a ticket? Five years ago? That's a fucking point. I'm making a stand right now. Yeah, they're they're heartbroken. (laughs) They're really fucking heartbroken. I'm making a stand. Yeah, go ahead. They're like, why don't you make this stand at the end of the fucking OB Pier? I went to a Padre game last year. It was at Dodger Stadium, but I went. Yeah, of course you did. Laugh at your own joke. I'm not fucking going to see this Good. shit. Good. I watch it every night on TV for free. Or whatever I pay in direct TV. Yeah, you're Give not getting it for to go free. Watch. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Grant has four tickets every night. Never been offered them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because he knows what those people in Italy know. <laughs> Dead man walking. Dead man walking. There's no reason for it. What we When we need Hosmer to shine. Yes is when this team is legit. <laughs> if they become legit, look, I'm just telling you, though, I think as a group, we had all kind of felt good about 2019. It's really fucking clear. This is 2021, man. Yes, it's not 2019. Not 2019. No. Gore and Paddock and Espinosa are not looking at next year. No, they're not. And, and... You know, Tatis and Urias and, and some of these other guys, they're not looking at next year. No. And I think you have as many questions about Margot and Renfro to, and Hedges. Dude, I'm yeah. done. I'm done with Hedges. I'll tell you right now, I'm just, I, I can't deal with Austin Hedges anymore. He's not going to hit ever. He's not, so, why do you keep back like that's such a dramatic statement? Because here's the deal with Austin Hedges. He's A.J. Ellis. That's what he is. He's the guy that needs to catch on Sunday. When guys need a break. That's what he is. He's not a guy that you can stick in the lineup. You can't have two guys in the lineup that hit like Hedges, and the pitcher already does. 
You can't have hedges. Well, what should we do? Trade him to the Dodgers? Nobody wants that bullshit. Nobody wants that. Nobody yeah, wants do. him. Who wants that? You want him. Nobody wants you want him. him. No. Who do you got? <laughs> Dude, uh, Fucking Grandal balled Dude. at age 18. Dude, Grandal's been a great... What the fuck's up to the baseball? <laughs> what are you taking shots at Grandal's airline? Grandal's been a great catcher since the Padres got rid of him. By the way, Matt Kemp's an MVP candidate. It's fucking ridiculous. And here's the deal. I want to talk about the damn Dodgers. Mackenzie Gore, as you said, here he mm-hmm. is. He's an A right now. He's 0-2. His ERA is 6-7-5. He's not okay. ready for next year. No. But it's okay. My point is he just graduated high school a year ago now. Yeah, shit. Okay, relax, everybody. Okay? Relax. Tatis, he's a, he's in double A right now. Tatis' numbers aren't great. 276, 12 home runs. So what? He's Rallied a kid. back. Yeah, he's he, fine. That's what I'm saying. There's a process here. Yeah. If, if all you guys are getting upset about 2019, you're out of your mind. Figure out the math and look at every major league team that is successful. These guys are great when they're – 26 to 32 years old they aren't great at, at freaking 1920 mike trout's a freak bryce harper's a freak don't expect this from all these guys this soon that all these guys are going to click i will say this about one of the young guys that is completely turned around lauer is completely turned around yeah lauer has looked so good his last three four starts that's what you were hoping for i thought lauer was overmatched didn't belong in the major league level the guy looks fantastic yeah he's finding his way i like luke casey yep I, you know, here, here's a, a quick complaint. I don't know if anybody even listens to, to Sports Talk Radio on this one. I cannot stand 1360 does it. Whenever they talk about Lucchese, they play the Godfather music. Dude, it, 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 it's, it's, it's insane. It would be like talking about a Mexican player and playing like Cucaracha in the background. Yeah. It, it's, it's insensitive. It's ridiculous. We're in a different day and age to sit there and make it sound like Lucchese. Well, you're the one a, guy listening to 1360. Mafia, a, a mafia member. You know what? Because I think I get pissed off about that because my wife's Italian. You know, but that, that kind yeah, of shit no. bothers me. It's it's ridiculous. Lucchese's uh, a good player. The Joey Bosa joke's fine. His uncle, his grandfather was Al Capone's hitman. Everybody knows it, okay? But for to do that to a kid like Lucchese is, is insane. Anyway, I like Lucchese. I like Lauer. I like mm-hmm. some of these young guys. Relax. These guys are going to be okay. Just 2019 is not the year, so don't freak out next year well, when you say, well, what are we me. doing? Everybody's You're fucking this up. You relax. That's my point with going back to Hosmer. Is This is a wasted – first three years is a wasted $60 million. How are you already, you already sh- writing them off for the next two years? Because they aren't going to do anything in the next two years. They aren't going to do anything in 2020 either. But that's okay because I'm, I'm, it's not the year I'm aiming for. Let's just see, okay? Uh, you just fucking calm the s- fuck down. <laughs> what, what you calm the fuck for? down. Wait for Unicorn to come walking through the damn door? Uh, you and goddamn Will Myers extension that you had to have. God damn. <laughs> the funniest shit today on Twitter was watching everybody just kick Gennaro right in his little balls because Gennaro, Gennaro wore me out. At some point, I'll like Gennaro again. But he got so fucking snarky about this show that I was like, you know what? I'm going to say something, and and I don't know what his fucking problem. We just do our fucking shit. Don't, don't talk shit over here. But uh, so apparently John said that he felt like they should trade Will Myers and Cash for Adam Jones. And people lost their shit and then made it personal against John and went after him. And he just like, oh, who's a fucking moron that said that? Oh, was your Twitter line all day? It was Adam Jones. Uh, I couldn't figure out. Oh, who that's it. so funny. So, uh, but I I mentioned uh, Elston. Yeah. And two things regarding Elston. Number one, if you follow Craig or if you're friends with Craig on Facebook, the thing that I've loved about Elston is he is a true true family man adores his wife adores his son and part of that family if you've followed them on facebook or twitter is their pup pogey yeah coolest little pup and this pup is in every picture with 
their son James, and the poor little pup is going through some health things and is grinding through. And man, I I felt like Craig was preparing the other day, like they may have to put yeah. Pogi down. And it feels like, Dave, am I wrong on that? It feels like I've watched that dog so much. Yeah, we've known Craig over a long time. No, but I mean, yeah, we've known Craig, but I mean, like on social yeah. media, you feel like uh, you go, shit, man, I know that dog. I love that dog. And all of a sudden, he rallied back today. Yeah. And it was just great. It made my day. So I fired Craig a message. And I said, hey, man, keep those updates coming. Because I guarantee you, he doesn't think I'm sitting there paying attention, but I I will fuck with people all day long, but but kids and their dog, especially yeah. boys and their dog, to me are the greatest thing in the world. And I see that dog with with Craig's son James all the time, and it just made my morning to see that that pup's rallying back. So Craig, if you hear this, keep the updates coming, man. I I I don't know if you ever realize how many people are are supporting yes. you in that in that battle because we've all been there. No, you're and right. He's just I, a sweet little pup. You can just tell he's cool. Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've been following the whole thing as well. Nothing's worse when you go on one of these Facebooks or Instagram, and it's you know what it is. You he can was tell right he away was slowing down, the dogs. and all of a sudden he kind of he's rallying back a little bit. Yeah. And I was really happy to see it. The other thing about Craig is um, Craig obviously was the voice of the gulls, but I I said um, I've said this often that one of my first responsibilities at KSDO was running the goals <clears throat> for a guy named Norm Ulrich. And me and Chris Ella would be down there. Ella was the PR guy. Norm Ulrich had come from Peoria, Illinois, to be the voice of the goals. This goddamn guy, I don't know how many people, Dave, really. I mean, if I pulled a million people in this city, maybe two, me and Pete and Point Loma would be the two guys that remembered Norm Ulrich. What an absolute treasure. The funniest guy, uh, amazing announcer, amazing announcer. He had a stat guy. His stat guy, his name was Tex Winner. How about that? Really? Are you serious? Tex Winner. There are two Tex Winners? Yeah. That's weird. And Tex disappeared halfway through the year. Yeah, he and, joined Full Jackson staff. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what happened with Tex, but there was a feeling like he may have needed to get out of town. So... This was the routine every goddamn night that I would count down because I ran like 75 of those Gulls games. And the Gulls were like typical San Diego team. They were like 60 and 12. And then they go to the playoffs and get swept by Fort Wayne. You're like, what? Right. Fucking won like 22 straight games, Rick and Nickel. You <laughs> asshole. So I would play the open. Dun, 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 dun. Gulls hockey on the air brought to you by Bob Baker. <clears throat> and I would count Normie down. I would count him down. Normie, 30. I'm here. And he would say the same shit every night. And I would die laughing. Norm, 10. Hey, Texas. Why don't you get down there on your knees and give Uncle Normie a little hummer? <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm fucking done, right? Yeah. Norm, you're on. From the arena, it's go. All right, next night. All right, Norm, 30 seconds. All right. Norm, 10. <laughs> hey, Tex. And I would just be fucking dying. Why don't you come over and give old Uncle Normie a little love? <laughs> he would change it up every night. And Dave, I can't say shit. I'm like, you're yeah. on. Guy... 
he would do it consistently, hysterically. But as fun as as good a hockey announcer as you would ever hear, and just an amazing guy. Chris Ello tells stories that they would room on the road. He and Norm. Yeah. Norm was a chain smoking machine. And Chris tells this story, and he tells it so well that they're on the road, and Keith Gretzky, Wayne's brother, was part of that team. And they're some rinky-dink town. The plane got in at, like, midnight. They get settled into the room. It's now, like, 2.30 in the morning. Keith Gretzky and somebody else, probably Lenny Hackborn, who knows, been out drinking. They're just pounding on the door, right? Get that door. So Ello gets up, shuffles over, and it's a drunken Keith Gretzky. Somebody else. You guys want to play cards? <laughs> and Chris says the room's completely dark and quiet. And he said the only thing he sees is a match strike. And it lights up. And Norm says, let him in. <laughs> But I just saw a note today that Norm passed away, and he just, Dave, I was so lucky, for whether it was Ernie Myers or Bruce Binkowski or Ronnie Rena, yeah. John Leslie, they were all part of that family that you learned yeah. from, and he was so great to me, and I just uh, I just wanted to pay a minute or two tribute to him That's because awesome. he was an amazing guy, amazing sense of humor, and, uh, and he was... You know, nobody was paying attention at that time to the shit. We had the worst signal in, in San Diego. But but Ello loved him. I loved him. And uh, I put a I put a little video on Twitter. It's a Peoria Riverman highlight video. You got to go about halfway in. But if you're a hockey fan, do it and just listen to his radio calls. God, but just an amazingly nice man. And uh, our thoughts are with his family. I know. I know he passed away at the end of 2017. Yeah. But uh, but just such a friend to me, and and yeah, good man. Absolutely, that's that's awesome. Hey, I want to thank uh, Brian Curry, of course. Brian Curry is your guy for selling real estate all over San Diego County for the last 20 years. Brian Curry has been making people extremely happy, putting your family in a better situation than they're already in. Brian Curry will find the perfect home for you, get you out of the home you're in, no matter what your situation, to make it a better situation than the one you were in. Brian is also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, you call Brian Curry at 619 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. One five eight eight full service broker access to the best professionals in the mortgage business. There's no one to call but Brian Curry. Yeah, and the one thing that I've asked these guys, uh, starting with BC, is when you're there on August first, he's gonna have business cards with them. Yeah, and I said, hey man, network because these are good people, and you guys, all of you that are coming, are are fantastic. And our partners on this deal, starting with Brian Curry, they're fantastic. So I said to him, I go, look, don't feel like anybody's going to be offended. And this goes to all of you out there as well. If you're like, hey, Brian, I hear Dave and Jeff talk about uh, you can help me sell my house or buy a house. Shit, man, take 10 minutes, get a beer, take them over to a side table and knock out a deal. It would be great. That's what it's for. Um we tell you what they will do and it's IB and city Heights and all the jokes, but I really do want to emphasize how special it is for us as a podcast that when we came up with this idea, 
uh, and they've been there all day today, uh, Barkley and Curry and, and the rest of these guys that we're going to talk about, uh, immediately jumped in. Immediately jumped in and said, all right, what are we going to do? What's yeah. our first plan of attack? Where are we going? Um, and, and that means a lot. And, and I think in times past with different advertisers, you read because the boss would say, oh, you got to get that done in 60 seconds. And so Dave and I probably would have just focused on, well, Brian's doing this for Coldwell Banker, and we're going to be able to get you a Navy guy and can help you anywhere, full service broker, and then we'd be out. But when we have the opportunity to do this and tell you about him as an individual, and yeah, we're, we're proud to know him because of his Navy service time, but also what he's doing to improve your community. Uh, I hope you all recognize how cool that is. I know we Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Good also, man. Daniel Tyler, another good guy at Superior Fence Company up there in the North County. Again, he will uh, help you out no matter where you are. He specializes in North County, but he even works Saturdays, free estimates, vinyl fences, white to dark colors. They do them all. Chain link. Well, there's not much of them. There's no problem with any of them. He does everything. I love the gates. I love the iron gates. I love everything. Yep. Rot iron. Well, iron. Whatever you do, front of the house, side of the house. Absolutely fantastic. Superior fence. Daniel Tyler is your guy for that perfect fence. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. All right. Here's what I'm thinking with Tyler. As we go to this Little League and we're changing everything out. Yeah. Can we do like a, we could do like a mini green monster, right? <laughs> can, you, can you imagine that? Well, Little Leagues traditionally are about 200 feet all the okay. way around. I don't know how, how they want to set that up, but you that's pretty funny. Can you imagine that? That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't that be great? That would be pretty cool. Like, and... and uh, You're talking, who knows, man, zoning, everything Like well, keep saying, yeah. every job's easy. Yes. He, well, it's no problem with him. It's the guy dang probably association in the homes that say, what the fuck? Yeah. It's a big green monster. What the hell's going on how, here? How come the sun now goes down at 420? Well, uh, <laughs> 420, right? Because uh, we're in Chula Vista. Um, but, David, an, another guy, again, San Diego Superior Fence, so great for what they do. And whether you want the front yard or the backyard, safety precautions, my sissy brother crying about rattlesnakes ready to move to Rochester, Minnesota. I told him, yeah, buy a motorhome, asshole. Yeah. Because tornado season's coming. It'll be great. You'll start your morning in Rochester, and you'll end it in Topeka, you fucking dummy. <laughs> I said, just call Daniel Tyler. Dumb shit. <laughs> uh, and that's my message for all of you, you dumb shits. Call Daniel Tyler. No. Uh, but he will do all that. But yeah. again, my part of the message is another guy who immediately, with Barkley and Curry and Alan Taylor... Mark Nimitz, who's coming in, um, they're all like, "What are we? How? Do, what are we going to do? Let's coordinate it. What do you? How can I do it?" And I think what's going to be really cool is you're going to see how good San Diego Superior Fence is. It's what I pointed out to the Padres today. Is I said, I'm just going to be like, "Hey, man, this is what we got. What do you? What do you visualize when you see it?" And I yeah. know he's going to be like, "Dude, we can do this. We can do this," and off we go. And it may just be a simple fix, but if he wants to get crazy and have some fun, we're going to turn him loose. But all I know, Dave, is when I asked these guys and you asked these guys, can you help us out, whether it was for August 1st or what we do here, they were immediately in. Yes. Guys that make city, they are 
actors. They are not reactors. And uh, we're very, very proud to work with them, and we look forward to seeing them soon. I also want to thank, uh, of course, Alan Taylor. Taylor May Pool's doing the same thing. So what can I do for you guys? 20 years in the business. All these guys are established. We're going to put a lazy river in. I love it. The kids would absolutely love it. It would be the coolest little league of all time. <laughs> Alan Taylor's your guy. All 20 the MILFs. Years in, in, <laughs> in San Diego. All those National City MILFs. They'll look like Lisa Lisa. God damn, I got to call Alan Taylor. We're going to get this done. New construction on commercial or residential, full remodels, commercial residential, new equipment repairs, pool resurfacing and insulation. Don't wait right now. Alan Taylor's your guy to make that pool that much better. If you don't have a pool, he's the guy that can help you design it. We'll show you exactly what it will look like. You can follow Alan on Twitter at Pools and his phone number. Here's his office number. Write to him, 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Be easy for him to say, look, guys, I'm really busy. Got things going. You're not going to need a pool, even though Jeff wants a lazy river down there uh, to bring in all the girls from the Jets. Yes. um, Who are now in their 40s. They're not 14 anymore. Calm down. Okay. Sadly, they've aged too. Sadly. But but Alan's like, I'm in. He's like, I'm in. I don't know. Yeah, whatever you need. There you go. So we'll, uh, and and we're going to need all of you too. Beautiful message today from our, our girl Padre Geeks here who just said, thanks for what you guys are doing. Oh, that's very nice. And I appreciate that very much. But I appreciate Alan Taylor, um, another guy like the others, that that when you say, hey, man, we, we got to put in an action plan. They're like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. We're the, we'll be there. And you're going to meet all these guys on August 1st. And uh, it's just it's really, really cool. It's a oh. great little thing. We, we sometimes... We shy away from the Mayberry by the sea, but ultimately we're a very strong community that comes together when needed, and, and that's what we're doing on both of these, and, and you've stepped up again. Good on you. I want to ask you a quick question. Do you watch E60 at all? Do you watch it on Sunday Funny. mornings? Uh, I liked uh, – is that with Jeremy Shap? It's Jeremy Shap, Bob Lee. Funny, I have about 17 – I don't know what happened. Okay. All of a sudden my DVR is at like 94% filled. And I, I don't know what's I have about forty Bourdain shows. Really? Um, but I tape outside the lines. Oh, I will tell you the other one. Um, I tape outside the lines, but I don't tape E sixty. Okay. E- but I like the new E sixty because they got away from that stupid idea where they were sitting around the yeah. pitch table. That's ridiculous. And Jeremy Schapp always seems so arrogant at yeah. the end. Tell me about what yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> like what I'm doing here is I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna kick you in the throat. <laughs> You're a dork. But just where it's him and yeah. Bob Lee hanging out. They actually do a better job, I think, on that show than Real Sports, The Brent Gummel, which is a, a monthly show, whereas this show is every single week. I, I got to tell you this one real fast because you're never going to fucking get to it. But it's a story about Carlos Boozer running his house out to Prince. Okay. And they, they, wow. They showed this the other day. So Carlos Boozer, former Laker. This is before sure. he was on the Lakers. He was on the Utah Jazz when he was actually good. And Carlos Boozer buys this big mansion in Bel Air. Okay. And she says, well, I'm, I'm planning in Utah, but I have this mansion. So his agent says, why don't you rent the house out since you're in Utah? And he goes, I don't want to rent it out. Well, Prince decides he wants to rent this house. Wow. So his agent goes, look, you're going to rent this house to Prince, and it's going to be fantastic. You know, the money's going to be good. So he rents his house out to Prince. He goes back to play in Utah, and he ends up tearing his hamstring. He goes to L.A. to do rehab, and he decides while he's in L.A., he's going to drive by his, his property, drive by mm-hmm. his mansion. And he drives by, and he 
can't find his fucking house. He's like, he can't figure it out. He said, all of a sudden, it's like purple in the bushes and shit. Can't figure out what the hell. He's like, wait, I swear to God, this is my house. So he puts the code into the gate. The gate opens up, and fucking Prince carpeted the driveway purple. He put purple, car- <laughs> purple carpet all the way up the driveway and in the house. So he's like, oh, what shit. the fuck? So <laughs> everything's purple. Okay. Uh, I mean, imagine if it rains. I mean, completely fuck yeah. up the carpet. But, you know, right. so, <laughs> so he, he goes into the house. Prince isn't there. The whole ho- Everything's gone. All his furniture's gone. All his paint's done, di- gone. Everything's purple and black. Purple carpet everywhere. Everything's fucking purple. Goes into okay. his weight room. He's pissed. All his furniture's missing. He's mad. And he goes, shit, where's all my stuff? Goes into his weight room. Weight room's gone. It's now a fucking disco with a, with a music booth for the DJ. And he's like, shit. Prince has completely fucked my house up. Calls his agent. His agent calls Prince's agent. He says, I promise you, by the time you come back, you'll never even know Prince was there. Yeah. Moves in a year later, comes back, and everything is put back to a T. Like, like they measured where every picture was, the, all the weights were exactly where it was supposed to be. Everything was where it was supposed to be. You had no idea that Prince was even there. But for the time Prince was there, he turned everything purple. Okay. For me, Dave, I'm like, I go, look, I'll cut you a deal. Leave it like you had it. <laughs> Maybe take the carpet out. Can you imagine the carpet your driveway? Yeah, but wouldn't you be like, wouldn't you want to be like, I mean, with all respect to Carlos Boozer, you go, dude, I left, and this is what Prince did to my house. <laughs> Shit, buy another house and put the weights over there, okay? <laughs> Franco Colombo? Franco Colombo. Calm your house down. I thought that was one of the craziest oh, stories. Oh, I love though, that. To carpet the, the driveway. But he, again, he didn't even recognize his own house. It was so different. Um, I have two bits of information yeah. for you, and then I think we're done. How okay. long have we gone? Almost an hour and a half. Oh, okay, cool. We'll get out quick. Today, I don't know if you knew it, but today was the retirement of Matt Bala. No way. Why? Uh, I don't know. Been at Channel 8 for 20 years. Yeah. Which Matt is, started what we started about. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And now when I think about all the people that we dealt with there, he's a nice guy, Yep. quiet, Midwest guy. But I, I don't remember having, I mean, we were there for with him for five years. I don't I don't remember having that many dealings with him. No, you know the funny thing about Matt and my my kid's 24 now. Matt came to my kid's school when he was in third grade. And my kid came home and was so Science excited. Science guy, right? Yeah. Was Doing so all- excited that he met Matt Bela. was like, dude, he was cool as can be. And Very I said, Jeff and I worked in that same building with him. Yeah. When you and I went back on the air the second time, I think, at 1360, something really nice note. Matt did? Yep. Yeah, really nice guy. And so good for him. He was very funny. I uh, did a little thing tonight. He goes, yeah, I'm going to do a lot of naps. I'm going to cook, play some bridge, and just hang out. Wow. But he, Matt, to me, is one of those guys, Dave, that is very symbolic of Channel 8. Yeah. And and new ownership comes in. I hope this was all. Oh, I didn't shit. snoop I didn't around. About that. But, I mean, at least he got to leave on his terms. Well, but how you do you feel know? Like he, well, he said. He said in a, he wrote a blog and he said nobody forced me out. He said just, that wasn't a buyout. Nope. Okay. He said I was just ready to do something else. And he said tonight on the thing he goes, yeah, I'm not. You're not going to see me on camera anymore. I'm done. Tonight, today was his last day. Huh? Yeah, five o'clock. But really, really, um, again, I I didn't know him on the level that you go. Well, I knew Mike Tuck or yeah, Ted, of course, or those guys. But in our limited dealings, always friendly. But I, I just liked him. I thought he did a nice job. Wow, I didn't even know that. So uh, here's the other thing. I, I just want you to celebrate this because it's great. So I was contacted by a family friend 
to have a meeting with somebody who's got a lot of sports contacts. Yeah. Really impressive woman. Sports contacts was involved in one of the groups that made the bid um, to buy the Carolina Panthers. She didn't end up doing that, but she's been involved in a lot of different things and is doing stuff with the NBA and is now has a marketing company in L.A. And um, she wants to build up the media wing. And so she's fascinated by the podcast and there could be opportunities for the show and everything else. And because we talk about everything here, it's great. But this is what I want all of you to acknowledge. She comes down. I meet her in Carlsbad the other day for lunch. Really cool person where you go, like you figure out her credentials and you go, wow, impressive. Drives a black Porsche. You're like, okay, nice. not screwing around. <laughs> but she comes down. I figured she drove all the way down from Playa del Rey. I'm going to buy lunch. That's your thing. Uh, right? But hang on. <clears throat> hang on. Yes. So I I buy lunch the other day. I did. I bought lunch at another meeting because I don't want to. I don't want people to feel like I'm on the hook for anything. Yeah. I don't mind doing it. Yes. So I bought lunch for her the other day. So we're talking about all these different things and youth sports, maybe different avenues for the podcast, which is exciting. Different things I can do for her, but I have to get back to work. We're short staffed, and so I said, "Look, um, you drove down from L.A. If you need me to drive to L.A. this weekend." I'll do it. Just yeah. tell me when. My kids are out of town. I'll bring a notepad. We can spend all day. I get a message today. She goes, hey, I'm going to treat you to brunch. Come on up for brunch. I said, that's awesome. Where do you want to go? I'm thinking Nate Nows, right? Yeah. Me, her, Larry King. Yeah, exactly. Right? Be great. Luke Wilson. I can imagine if you're there with Larry King. He would drive you crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. just hang out. Push on him. See if he's brittle. See if, still alive. Yeah. See if he turns to dust. And all of a sudden, she goes, great, I've got a table reserved for us, 11.30 at the Ritz-Carlton in Marina Del Rey. Oh, shit. How you do it, fucker? <laughs> Is that right? Now you got to dress up. What are you going to wear? Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> did Ben and Woods have shirts yet? <laughs> Go ahead. Wear one of those shirts. Yeah, but see what I did there, Dave? Yes. I bought lunch down here yeah. at Carlsbad, and I parlayed it, and now we're going to the Ritz-Carlton nice. in Marina Del Rey. Shit, look at that. Yeah, better, didn't happen for the other lunch I bought. Use. You better know what fork to use. No don't, kidding. Don't put your elbows on the table. <laughs> now, who do I have a chance to see in there? Do I, any chance I see Elgin Baylor? <laughs> you, might see, you might see Donald Sterling in there. Big Donald Sterling. Yeah. yeah. Do you think I see John Gennaro in there? He's a mover and shaker. Oh, my gosh. That is so fucking funny. Yeah. So um, this will be the final thing. Yeah. Uh, Kyle was here last night. Yeah. Our pal Kyle. We're overhauling the Dave and Jeff website. It is going to be so freaking cool. Dave and Jeff website is going to change. And I did not get a chance to thank him last night. And I know you feel the same way. Uh, Kyle will be there on August the 1st. And maybe maybe we can give you a little... I, I would kind of like to sneak preview the new website that night. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. No, he's going to do some great stuff. It's going to be... We're going to want to go to to listen. Basically, Completely it's going to be the easiest right? way for you guys to get uh, a couple things we're going to offer to you, but also it's going to be the place you're going to want to go to listen. Yeah, and and so I just wanted to say thank you to Kyle because so many people have reached out and helped us and doing so many different things. 
and he obviously is one of them doing it. But yeah, I think as you move forward, this website is going to look so much different, and it's going to be where we go. Uh, Kyle is on Twitter, Kyle Fluger, at P-F-L-U-E-G-S, Flukes. Yep. And you guys know him, but web and graphic designer, WordPress expert, software product manager, uh, QA engineer. His website is definitewebcreations.com. But I didn't have not had a chance to thank him. That is going to change the entire sound, the entire look of this show moving forward. And he's been the guy being the point man. Dave, I just sat here last night, looked at what the website was and how different it's going to be in a couple of weeks. And it was great. So, yeah, yeah hit Kyle up on Twitter if you have any website needs. Keep those pictures coming in. We want to find the Little League Park that we can thank or that we can fix. Um, we'll cut off the GoFundMe on July the 8th. And what else do we need, Dave? We just need your help. So that's we, it. We do need your help. Also, give you a heads up. There will not be any shows next week. Okay? It's a falls, yeah. falls on me again. I'm heading back to Arizona. But w this will be the, the last break of the year, I think, for me at least. This is going to be – I can't say that I'm going back to Yankee Stadium later on. But anyway, it's going to be for a while. We will make these shows up, as I said before. Yeah. So we're, uh, we, we need to make up a few. It's all right. We love doing them. But for, uh, for me, I'll be in Arizona next week. All right. So Dave's in Arizona. I'll be at Marina Del Rey yes, playing touch will. football with Heather Locklear. Good luck with that. Right before the show started, my college roommate texts me and he says, "Have you seen Heather Locklear? You know I was in love with her. What I'm is she doing?" Yeah. We need to. We need to. We need to find a way to get her uh, taken care of. That'll be. We're gonna fix the little league field and then we're gonna fix Heather Locklear. If I have a preference, I'd like to go Heather Locklear first. Yeah. You little shits have been hitting balls off those <laughs> rocks for two weeks. Big deal. Sign up for a long time. Heather Locklear. Little to be back teen on yes. it. No kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna take her down to uh, what's this place called? Aquatica. Yeah. Take yeah. her to the water park. Everybody what loves the, the water park. Everybody loves the water park. Take her down there. Right. Get her a churro. <laughs> Get her a churro. Make her make her feel special again. We love her. Jesus. We love her forever. We do. We do. All right. We'll see you guys next time. We got winners. Got losers, chain smokers and boozers, and we got yuppies, we got bikers, and we've got thirsty hitchhikers, and the girls next door dress up like movie stars. got truckers, broken-hearted fools and suckers, and we got hustlers, we got fighters, early birds and all-nighters, and the veterans talk about their battle scars. Bar. It's my kind of place
door Puts a big smile on my face It ain't too far Come as you Short skirts, we've got high techs, blue collared boys and rednecks. We got lovers, lots of lookers. I've even seen dancing girls and hookers. And we like to drink our beer from a mason jar. Take it on home. 